Welcome back to What You Will Learn. My name is Adam Ashton. And my name is Adam Jones. Today, we're taking you through the best bits of Surrounded by Idiots by Thomas Erickson, The Four Types of Human Behavior. He's got two subtitles as well. He's gone for a second subtitle, How to Understand Those Who Cannot Be Understood. I haven't often seen a book with a title, subtitle, and second subtitle, but I suppose uh, maybe you didn't like this first one. Yeah, he just went again. Oh, and, uh, both, both, <laughs> two cracks. Yeah, it was indecisive. And, uh, <laughs> what type of person is he then? He has to be one of these these type of people. Maybe he's a bit green. I'd say almost certainly blue, as we'll soon blue. find out. Yeah, ah. yeah, indecisive and and the blue type of idiot. So this book is important because what is understood from the other person is going to be completely depending on the context of the person you're speaking to. It's very rare that the entire message that you're trying to put across the other person is exactly conceived to them as it is to you. Yeah, so we're seeing there's four different types of people, a red, yellow, green, and blue. And if one person is saying what they think they're saying, somebody else is hearing a completely different message. We're all hearing through our own sort of filters and our own personality types. So often, if you can try and be as clear as possible or you think you're being as clear as possible, you're trying to knock your message into somebody else's head, there's only a percentage that can get through because there's just not much you can do about them hearing something different to what you're saying. So we simply can't control how the listener functions. All we can control is how we tweak our levels of communication and how it's uh, interpreted by the listener's ear. We all need to develop a sense of flexibility and we need to be able to vary our communication styles. So depending on who you're talking to, you need to just mix it up a little bit. So throughout this episode, we're going to focus on the four different colors that Asho just mentioned that are fundamental components of a person's behavior. It's a little bit like a recipe. Uh, We all have a mix of colors. A lot of us are more dominant in one color than others, but we need to understand all the ingredients that go together to really bake the cake of a human being. We're going to learn about our own strengths and weaknesses. We're going to learn about the strengths and weaknesses of other people. And once we know the pitfalls, then we can take appropriate measures to get around them. So we'll go through the four colors and we'll start off with red because, of course, the reds, they like to get shit done. They want to be quick. They want to get things happening. So, of course, we need to start off with the reds. What should we do? If you're talking to a red, they're going to say, we're doing it my way and we're doing it right now. So these red types, they're bold, ambitious, driven. They're potentially hot-tempered. They're rash and dominant. You quickly notice a red person because they don't really make the slightest effort to conceal who they are. They make goals in life that other people can't even begin to imagine. Their goals are so highly ambitious that achieving them seems impossible. And these massive goals, these lofty goals, drive these reds forward with that sense of dynamism. And uh, they push themselves harder than any other personality type. So the form of competition is present in everything reds do. So to them, if the chance of winning arises, it doesn't matter how trivial the sort of competition it is, uh, they're going to do all they can to just smash all the other opponents to, to win. So everything is competitive to them. Yeah, it could be passing a slow walker on the street. It could be finding the best parking spot as close as possible or just dominating the family game of Monopoly. Some people are just thinking, let's have a fun family time together. The Reds are just thinking, no, nah, I just want to win. I'm out for blood. Well, when you read this book, you're thinking, all right, what, what color am I? What color am I? And uh, it was no uncertain terms when... My color, because that exact uh, oh yeah story came up mm. um, as I was reading the book. We just had a family trip away, and we were playing Monopoly with uh, 
you know, my, my awesome uh, sister-in-law and she was playing for fun and getting all the kids involved and I was like taking it way too seriously. And I did kick ass in Monopoly. Let's, I did win, which was really important. That's a very red thing to do. Extremely, extremely red thing to do. Um, red people, they can't sit still. Idle time is wasted time. They say life's too short, so let's get going immediately. And uh, it's pretty easy to recognize this type. They're always on the go and uh, you better step aside because they're just going to keep plowing through. So reds, uh, they set higher demands on themselves than any of the other colors would and they're very prepared to work hard and ambition is intrinsic to reds more so than the other colors. For reds, quick is the same thing as good. They want to get things done, they want to get things done quickly. So whilst other personality types might think good is something else, for reds, good is quick. If it gets done, if it gets done quick, then that's good. The second type of personality is the yellow behavior. Now, there's a few words that can describe the, the yellows out there. They're optimistic and cheerful. They've got a bright outlook on life. And they are people who live to live and always finding opportunities to just be happy and have enjoyment. If life is a banquet, the yellows, they're the one who are savoring every last bite. They're driven by a bit of laughter. They're driven by a bit of fun. They know that the sun is always shining somewhere. Uh, they're the types of people that when everybody else is seeing black clouds, then the yellows, they're seeing the sunshine just behind that cloud. It's pretty easy to recognize the yellows out there. They're the ones who are just always talking all the time. They're the ones giving answers rather than asking the questions and often answering questions that haven't even been asked. And they just keep blabbering on, um, telling about stories that may or may not have anything to do with the issue that you're actually talking about. But it doesn't really matter because they're bloody good storytellers. They're going to put everyone in a cheerful mood. The yellows, their focus is mostly on creating relationships. They're outgoing. They're also extremely persuasive. They're enthusiastic. They're excited. They're happy to talk about their feelings and they are happy to talk to strangers as well. So generally at a party, the one person that's drawing everybody in, the, the one that's sort of leading the conversation that everybody's gathered around, that's probably a yellow person. Mm. It can be pretty frustrating walking through the local retail store with a yellow because you might see the person from high school you haven't seen in about 10 years' time and you might think, oh, we're just going to keep moving forward. And <laughs> Head not... down, we'll keep... But the yellow, all of a sudden, open arms and isn't hugging them and all of a sudden, you're in a 20-minute conversation because they're <laughs> friends with everybody. And when things go wrong, there's nobody more resourceful than, than a yellow. They've always seemed to be looking for a solution. Often if that solution may or may not work, they're always, they're always seeing the bright side. They're always seeing possibilities. They're always seeing something new that they can do or something new that they can try. Okay, now the third color we're going to be looking at, the third personality type is the green behavior. Now, this is the most common because they're virtually everywhere. And uh, the easiest way to explain what greens are is they're the average of all the other colors. Yeah, that sounds, you know, you want you don't want to be just the average of everyone, but it, they're kind of just taking little bits and pieces of everything. The the reds, they're stressed out, they're performance seekers. The yellows, they're creative, talkative types. The blues, that we haven't got to yet, but they're coming next, they're the perfectionists. Whereas the greens, they're the most balanced. They kind of balance out all the other extreme behavior traits in this nice, elegant way. Yes, definitely not a bad thing. Not everyone should be on the extremes of all the colors, like uh, the driven leader, or the enthusiastic entertainer. Uh, you need people who aren't those personality types and the average of everyone else. The reds and yellows, they always start off in top gear, uh, but the, the greens, they're slightly calmer, whereas the blues, they get caught up in the details, they get stuck in the weeds, but the greens, they kind of feel their way through and are, they're able to manage a way forward and, and feel their way to what's right. So they're kind of the, the best of both worlds. And they're just trying to fit in with everybody. Um, they'd rather not offend anyone or talk back if their boss makes a strange 
uh, demand or a situation, they're probably just going to say yes, they're stereotypical yes people, but they're also more balanced. And this is really ideal for going out there and calming down the confused yellows or just warming up to the blues. The greens, they're friendly, calm, reliable, considerate, pleasant, patient, predictable, stable. They're team players. They're discreet. They're thoughtful. They're good listeners. Basically, the greens, they seem to be the best power in the world. They're naturally, they're friendly people. And when you're talking to them, there's a definitely a sense of sincerity. Where the reds, they just want to get shit done. They want to get to the point. The yellows, they just want to talk about anything. The greens, they're the ones that you can actually feel. They're actually talking and actually listening to you properly. And the final color we'll be looking at is the blue behavior. So this last one is perhaps the most interesting because the blues, they don't make a fuss about themselves, but they do keep tabs on what is happening everywhere. So while a green will just go with the flow, a blue is always going to have the right answers. She analyzes, classifies, evaluates, and assesses everything. You know that you've met a blue when you visit their home and everything's organized perfectly and stacked in a particular way, or you look at their desk and their desk is perfectly categorized according to the colors of pens that are in a specific spot, and then each uh, different file is labeled and put away in its proper folder on the computer. Uh, You can tell that the blue person is extremely organized, extremely particular, extremely analytical, and gets everything aligned, gets everything right. Yeah, so this amount of caution is sometimes leads to just making no decisions at all. It also means the blues, they're not going to take any major risks and it means they're really going out for a predictable life. So they're going to take so long and uh, wait on things. It might almost seem that your old blue buddy over there has gone into hibernation and not doing a hell of a lot. But in the short term, this might seem like a waste of time and a really bad thing. In the long run, however, it's going to save a lot of time for the project because the blues, they're not going to be taken aback by unexpected events in the way all the other colors will be. The blues are always assessing risks and they'll do things to mitigate those risks. They'll set three alarms, they'll leave two hours early, they'll do all these things to make sure that whatever they want to do, they get it done right and get it done on time. And they're also, I guess, a bit of a know-it-all. They said they talk about how you're at the party and somebody says, oh my goodness, there was a, a draw in the footy last week that hasn't happened for ages. The blue will actually say, oh, actually, no, this is the second draw this year. Plus last year, there was there was one draw, but the year before that, there was three draws. Uh, and it was that game between Richmond and Hawthorne where they had a draw and it was the last kick of the game. And they, they could have kicked the goal to win, but they got the point and it was a draw instead. The blue, the blue just seems to know everything. They know all the details. And if you say something wrong, they're going to correct you. Oh, it's a yellow's worst nightmare because they just want to <laughs> whip out some uh, stories that just make everyone feel good and that are kind of funny get everyone smiling but yeah the blues are gonna they're not gonna be smiling they're just gonna be picking your story apart and uh, make the yellows look a little bit silly yeah or when you're putting together a piece of ikea furniture the reds they're gonna be confident they're gonna say yeah i can do this and just get stuck in the yellows they'll just tear up the manual and say oh this is gonna be fun let's just all work together and work out how to do this but the blue they're gonna sit there they're gonna study the manual they're gonna look through from step one through to the last step read the manual first and know exactly how to do it, know exactly the challenging steps involved before they get stuck in. As the title of the book suggests, I think it's a bit of a clickbait title, to be honest, surrounded by idiots. <laughs> Very clickbait. Um, because everyone thinks they're surrounded by idiots. And in some sense, it's true. We're about to go through the strengths and weaknesses and uh, we might find a few of them challenging to understand. Others, you're not going to understand at all, no matter what the situation is. You're going to hear things that resonate with your behavior and what other people perceive of you and the ways they think you're an idiot and also, of course, vice versa. Yeah, everybody thinks that everybody else is an idiot. If you're, think, if you're doing it your way and you see a different personality type doing it a different way, you just think, oh, they're such an idiot. Why are they doing it that way? Of course, that's just their personality type and they're thinking the exact same thing about you. 
Yeah, so perhaps we can question our belief that other people are idiots. So probably going against a bit of what the clickbait title was. Now, firstly, how are red people perceived? If you ask all the other people about the reds, you might get a different picture from what the red person gives themselves. And uh, what a surprise, because the reds are surrounded by more idiots than the rest of us. <laughs> the red always says, say what you think, but they're not afraid to get into a bit of a biff. They're not afraid to get into a bit of a fight because the red, they just want to get shit done and a bit of conflict along the way isn't the worst thing. Often people who speak about reds, they'll say they're a bit dictatorial, they're a bit tyrannical, a bit belligerent, arrogant, egotistical. These are all the things that the other personality types are saying about red people. Yeah, if the official channels take too long for a red, they'll probably scale over a few decision makers and just look for the person who really calls the shots. So let's say you're in your city, many locals are in a more of a hurry than the national average, but the Reds, there's really no reason to uh, follow every single traffic rule. If it's uh, 60 kilometers and they know there's no red light cameras in the vicinity, they'll just keep going. They'll go 70 through it. They'll go through the red light just because there's no other cars around and um, they're more than happy to break some of the rules. Yeah, the Reds know just as well as everybody else that breaking the rules is is wrong, but they've weighed up the costs anyway. I think for me, it was at, at university, uh, it cost seven bucks a day to park, but sometimes if I was only going in for class for one hour or two hours, it wasn't didn't seem like it was worth a full day. The fine was about eighty bucks, so I figured if I got say ten or eleven free parkings and then got whacked with a fine, then it would all work out. I'd actually probably be in front, mm. and it were, I, I had about fifteen days in a row zero fine. So I thought, man, I'll just like save myself like a, a hundred odd bucks here. And then I got three fines in a row, and the whole <laughs> the whole system got thrown out of whack. House of cards. <laughs> yeah, we've had that conversation. Similar one with the, the Mikey. Like uh, I had a similar one going from Albert Park into the city. Pretty small trip to spend eight bucks a day on a bloody tram ticket, but um, just going for free every day. And there was hardly any inspectors, so the expected value is less than that of the fine. So happy to cop the fines in that sense. So that's very red behaviour from from both of us. But since it's quicker that way, Reds will do it anyway more than happy to break the rules because remember the intention is just to get the job done or whatever that might be. Yeah. The Reds, they're often perceived as overbearing. Uh, they're often seen as controlling and they often like to do things their way and they need to make sure that everybody else is doing it their way as well. But for the Reds, at the heart of their need for control is a belief that they probably know more than everybody else. They're probably better than everybody else. They're probably quicker than everybody else. Uh, so that's why they're always keeping tabs on everybody around them to make sure that they're working hard enough, they're working quick enough, and then they're all getting things done their way. Yeah, that perception that they're better than everyone else and might not be uh, founded in truth whatsoever. So there's a lot of disadvantages in that. There's also the disadvantage of everybody else just feeling they're being controlled because sometimes for some of the colors, it might feel good that a red person's holding the baton and trying to take control. But a lot of people out there, they just feel limited and just want to escape uh, this overburdening red type. So that's some of the strengths and the weaknesses of the reds. Now, as we move on to the yellows, they're often perceived as you know funny, entertaining, divinely positive. Uh, that's all true. And that's especially how they would see themselves. But other people might say that they're selfish, superficial, they're overly self-confident. They often talk too much and don't listen enough. So as we see, yellows, they're superstars with words and communicators. Words just pop up uh, with, with ease and without effort. However, it can be too much of a good thing because there is a limit and there's time for, for, to break off because yellows, 
the, especially the ones without self-awareness of read books like this, it's never going to occur to them to wrap it up. All right, it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> We've had a one-hour meeting, mate, and uh, speaking from experience with the yellow, I know who you're, I know who you know that I've got in mind here. But 40 minutes into a meeting, I put a timer on once. 40 minutes out of the 60-minute meeting, this one yellow was just going on. They weren't even the boss. <laughs> Incredibly frustrating. Yeah, and it's very frustrating at um – you know, in the office, maybe the boss or the leader of the meeting will sort of present, hey, here's what we're thinking, here's all the options, here's the possibilities. Okay, who else has got a comment? The yellow is always going to be the first one to pipe up and as you say, they're just going to go on and on and on and on and almost nobody else is going to get a, get a, have a crack to, to say anything. Yeah, well, so for reds, thought and action are the same thing. For yellows, thought and speech are the same thing. So, the thought pops up, words are going to pop out with it. Mm, yeah, it doesn't... They're, they're often just like thinking out loud. They're not necessarily putting their suggestions or proposals forward. They're just talking. They're just trying to work through it all to themselves. But to everybody else, that's pretty annoying. Okay, so what about the greens? Uh, the pitch here is a bit ambivalent. So they're quite pleasant people to be around. They're friendly and caring. There's also other opinions of the greens. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The, the green has a bit of a fear of conflict. So they're always going to say yes, even if that sometimes means no. Um, reds and yellows especially have a problem with this. Uh, There's sometimes the silent resistance. Sometimes the green doesn't agree with you. They're either going to say yes or they're going to say nothing. They're often, they would rather stay quiet and stay silent rather than speak out and risk a bit of a bit of conflict. The greatest enemy of the greens is lots of work. This is the exact one thing that they're trying to avoid um, in their mindset and their actions and because it's this belief that life and everything, it just should just be a walk in the park and as easy as possible. Difficulty is something that should be avoided. Yeah, they're reluctant to take a position on sensitive issues. They may have just as many views and opinions as everybody else, but they don't go out there and shout it from the rooftops because, of course, that means that somebody else is going to disagree with them. That, that means they're going to get into an argument and that's just too much hard work. It's better to be safe than sorry. It's better to just stay quiet. It's better to not overcommit to big, new, risky projects. They'd rather just have things nice and comfortable and easy. So let's consider a situation. Uh, you're in a meeting at work and you've got 10 people present and the boss asks, what, what is everybody thinking? Of course, the reds and yellows, um, they're going to pipe up about the proposal they've seen. The reds are probably going to be a bit more blunt and maybe a bit more direct and short with the words. The yellow, yellows are probably just going to fill the space um, and just talk about their own reflections of it. Uh, one or two blues, they're going to have a question about it and asking for details. What do the greens do? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. They just sit there. They just lean back and let themselves absorb the proposal. Yeah. And okay, so now that's the that's the three. Let's finish off with the blues. Uh, the blues, they're seen as perfectionists. They, they're seen as know-it-alls. They're seen as knowing all the details. Of course, that can be a good thing or a bad thing. For, to the blue, knowing everything is a good thing. To somebody else, knowing everything is pretty bloody annoying. If you, if you say that uh, you, know, you come up with some special fact or some idea or some suggestion and the blues say, no, you're wrong, this is right, that's pretty bloody annoying. Yeah, you might go out there in a project and you get uh, a zero draft done, your first draft, and it's 95% right. And you hand it over to a blue and then all of a sudden it's uh, 100% wrong <laughs> yeah, that's right. because it's not 100% <laughs> yeah, that's, right. That's right. Pretty bloody frustrating. But if, you know, if they were to do it, it'd just sit on their to-do list forever and it'd just be in perpetual um, tasks and nothing would ever get done. Yeah, that's right. They're also perceived as a bit suspicious, a bit tedious, a bit aloof, even a bit cold-hearted, always questioning, almost lacking independence a little bit. And often 
the centers, you know, the, the worst things of bureaucracy. They want to know all the risks, all the ideas, all the steps way ahead of time. And they don't like to start anything until they know all the possible landmines that are going to lay ahead and then what the potential solutions if those landmines pop up. So the sprinkle of blue is important, but if you put too many blues in the one group, um, they're going to plan until the next century without putting a shovel into ground. So yeah, the weaknesses and the strength are self-evident with the blues. So, so far, we've laid out the four different personality types. We've laid out a bit of the strengths and weaknesses of each and how they're perceived by the different groups. So now we get to the point, okay, if there's all these different types of people, you've probably recognized yourself in in one of these. You've probably recognized a lot of your friends or colleagues in another bucket. What the hell do you do about it? Mm, Yeah, our natural condition is just to exhibit our core behavior, whatever color you might be, and you just stick with that. The unnatural behavior is to continually adapt to others and this requires a bit of um, being self-aware. It requires training, ability, and energy. The thing you got to realize is that no matter which of the four buckets you're in, you're always going to be in the minority because obviously there's there's one of your group and there's three of the other groups. It means you're always lower in numbers than everybody else. So, of course, that means that you're going to have to adapt to everybody else. Uh, it's going to be more common than not that you're going to be speaking to somebody who isn't your color. So more often than not, you're going to have to be speaking in a different sort of language here rather than your own. So what do you do about those bloody reds if you're one of the other colors? Um, We get to hop into the red shoes to understand them to how we can best act around them. So remember, red, red probably is expecting you to do exactly what they ask of you as quickly as possible and preferably even faster than <laughs> as quickly as you can possibly do it. Yeah, as quickly as possible and then probably even faster than that as well because the Reds, they say that everybody else is too slow. The Reds they say that everybody else is speaking too slow, acting too slow, deciding too slow. Uh, they're using too many words inefficiently and ineffectively and the Reds just want to get shit done and get shit moving. Everybody else is thinking and talking but the Reds are all about action. So if you want to adapt to a red's tempo, you got to hurry up, you got to speak up and act more quickly. And when you're speaking to him on the Monday morning at the coffee cooler, uh, at the water cooler, you don't have to ask him about the weekend. Um, you yeah. don't have to shoot the shit. It's just going to be a waste of their time. You just get straight into business and reds are more than happy about that. Yeah, the reds say that you can sleep when you're dead. Uh, if you've got a boss who's red, they're going to they're gonna work hard and they're going to expect you to work hard, probably harder than everybody else you've ever met. They're going to have so many different irons in the fire. They're going to be jumping from project to project to project. But at the same time, they're going to have full control. They know exactly what's going on. And even though it seems like uh, chaos, it's actually organized chaos. And the Reds out there um, need to understand that the road to full transparency is to adapt to others. I think Reds got a lot to learn from this book because they just see everyone else that should be Reds because everyone else are idiots. But um, the thought should cross their mind that sometimes it's better to pause and reflect and actually care about other people. I mean, if someone at the water cooler is saying about their weekend and their child's first tooth came out, um, rather than just not giving a shit whatsoever (laughs) and just trying to get away from the conversation, they can actually actively listen and contribute to the discussion and build a relationship. And once a red understands what the small talk is all about, the door is open to actually lead and communicate with the other people. Onto the yellows. The yellows like it. They think it's just nice that everybody's here, everybody's together, everybody's working together. Yellows, they function best when they're happy and content. Uh, They like to smile. They like to have fun. They like to laugh. So if you're dealing with a yellow, you're going to have to listen to their crazy stories. You're going to have to giggle along to their dodgy, childish jokes. You're going to have to foster that easygoing and happy-go-lucky and almost childlike atmosphere because that's how the yellows operate best. 
If you want to communicate in Keith Yellow's attention, you need to get rid of the minutia as much of it as you can. And um, don't be afraid of asking the big questions uh, and talking about the big, big, broad and lofty goals, because that's exactly what the Yellows are most interested in. As we know, the Yellows like to talk, so sometimes you're going to have to let them talk a bit. Uh, they prefer to talk than to listen. That's how, you know, talking is how they think through things. And if you want to get a yellow to do something, you've got to sort of pitch it to them in a specific way. They like to do things that are new and innovative and just developed or state-of-the-art. Uh, they want to be the first ones to to dive in and play around with something new and exciting. And so that's how you're going to have to pitch mm. it to them if you want to get them to do stuff. One of the big issues with yellows, which you might have uh, understood by now, there's a lot more talk than work actually happening. So they'll just keep talking about doing things rather than actually doing <laughs> anything. And everyone who knows it, genuine yellows, they know what we're talking about here. Um, so, you know, many people have trouble getting motivated to work, especially with boring tasks. But yellows find it extra hard to leave the starting block when facing uncomfortable tasks. So at the very start, when things are inspiring and exciting and getting things moving, uh, the yellow will be all over it. They'll be full of energy and enthusiasm. But when it comes to delivery and actually delivering the day-to-day boring stuff, uh, the yellows would have probably thrown the grenade in the trenches and just bolted after that <laughs> and then and they're totally out, out, of, out of the room. That's right. Now, for the greens, security is always important. Uh, the green, they worry about everything that may happen. They worry about all the things that can go wrong. The green doesn't like insecurity. And often the solution for the green is just to hide under the covers and do nothing because that's easier than doing something wrong. So if you're dealing with a green person, you need to be aware of this and you need to be able to work around that and help them out by helping them work through all the potential hurdles that are about to pop up. So greens feel better when they don't have to be active and the ones doing stuff all the time. They come home on a Friday evening, they're completely exhausted from spending the entire week trying to accomplish as little as possible. <laughs> they now feel like they need to take a good rest from trying to do nothing so hard all week. <laughs> they're trying, they're putting so much effort into trying not to do anything. It's probably more effort than actually trying to do the task itself. That's too funny. Uh, the Greens, they don't like their weekends full of schedules. They like to glide so far under the radar that they might even disappear completely. Uh, and it's important to respect this as well. We need to put ourselves in their shoes. We need to know how stressful it can be for them. We need to know how stressful it can be to hear about all the things that you did on the weekend. They just think it's so exhausting. They thought, well, I've been working hard doing nothing all week. I just want to relax. And you're going out there hiking. You're going out there umpiring your kid's soccer game. Uh, they just think, why don't you just have a chill out? Green's really copied in this book, I think, more so than all the other colors. But he says green is the, the most populous group. He says everybody's got a little bit of green in them. And this is probably why he's sur- saying surrounded by idiots yeah. as, as well. Um, and, and with greens, they're a bit worried about their security, remember? So if you do have some criticism for them, be very, very careful how you present mm. it because it can be taken to heart. So it needs to be delivered in private and probably as a shit sandwich, so to speak, have some positive things around it and, and be very subtle and careful about how you go about it. And the blues, the blues, because the blue people have thought so much about the potential risks and about the potential hurdles that could pop up and through all of the solutions, then they're not going to cop your excuses. They say, if you get a flat tire, well, you should have had a spare. If the spare's already punctured, they say, well, you should have prepared for that as well. Uh, the Blues, they're not copying excuses. They say that everybody should have known uh, and should have been prepared and should have had all the details ahead of time. So make sure that you've done your homework and are well prepared for any meeting with the Blues, especially if it's your boss. So don't make a big deal out of 
knowing the answer to the Blues because they expect nothing less. If it's your job to know all that, they're not going to be impressed whatsoever <laughs> if you know all the little details. Yeah, if they ask a question, they expect you to pull up the exact file or the exact document or, or the exact piece of data that answers that question. Uh, and you can't get away with bullshitting a Blue. A Blue's going to know if you don't know. So, you can't just try to fluff around a, a half-assed answer. If you don't know, then you've got to tell a Blue that you don't know. And that's okay. It's better mm. not to know than to try to make something up. So, Blues, they're a little bit like the Reds here and they're not interested whatsoever about your personal preferences or what you think about the choice of car. They're not worried about the small talk by the water cooler, the sport or anything else related to work. So, with them, uh, sticking to the task is important. Work with checklists where factual matters are important and you can tick them off together and get the, the Blue involved as you tick through the tasks. So, in conclusion, uh, the pretty obvious solution to this is when you're dealing with a red person, use red behavior. When you're dealing with a yellow person, use yellow behavior. Green with green, blue with blue. Obviously, that's simple and that's obvious. It's not as easy to do. It's not as easy for you to step outside your own natural color and step into somebody else's. But really, that's the best way to communicate with other people is not to speak with your uh, language, but to communicate in their language. Especially a few of the other colors. A few of the specific colors don't match well with the others. Like if you're thinking about a yellow who wants you to talk all day compared to the blues who just don't want to talk whatsoever <laughs> and just care about details and get frustrated by all the crap coming out of their mouth. Or thinking about the reds and greens. So the reds just want to get everything done as quickly as they can, get the work finished. They're ambitious and the greens are working hard not to get things done. So these two colors, they kind of clash a little bit. Um, and this is where we need that extra training and be a little bit more self-aware so we can match the personalities of others. Yeah, they don't get along well, but you can realize that they do balance each other out quite well. Like the 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 yellow, who's the airy-fairy talking all the time, the blue can make them a bit more grounded, a bit more concrete, bring them back to earth and vice versa. The yellow, they can help the blues loosen up a bit and not be stuck in the weeds so much. Or if you think about the reds and the greens, the reds want to get shit done. The greens are more about chilling out a little bit, relaxing a bit from time to time. Whereas the, red, the, the greens, they're so scared of getting shit wrong, whereas the red can sort of give them a bit of a firecracker and say, let's start working here, mate. That's it. So a little bit cliche here, but it's all about working together. And of course, the, the biggest takeaway from all this is um, the, the diversity of all the colors is probably the best way to get things done properly in a way that's uh, going fast and it's actually going to get done but also at the right pace that you're getting things right. Mm-hmm.